god i'm so tired of alien movies please yeah. stop there aren't stop. that many actually really yeah there aren't too many compared to planet of the apes and yeah compared to like dawn of the, the return of the uh, extinct of the planet of the apes <laughs> thank you very much hello and welcome to a brand new episode of pop gear a podcast on all things pop culture 2016 has been a tremendously shitty year but we won't dwell on that Instead today we are going to look forward to some of the things that we are hopeful will make for a great and more importantly a truly entertaining 2017. We have with us Amulya, Sai, Suraj and myself Sohan and today we are talking about Christopher Nolan's upcoming war film Dunkirk, also Logan the final solo Wolverine film and even the Lego Batman movie. All this and more on Pop Gear. So Amulya, yes, what is up? So um I'm excited about a whole bunch of movies that are coming out in 2017. Um the Lego movie is coming out and are you guys remotely excited about it because I know that you guys are bigger Batman fans than I am. I am actually because one of my favorite things about the Lego movie was Batman. Darkness no parents. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. So much better job than I could have done but <laughs> yeah. So I think that's one of the things that I am looking forward to this year as well. So on my list as well. So So uh for me one of the biggest draws of course was Wiz Khalifa's Black and Yellow and how it just seamlessly fit in. And I'm also excited by the fact that um um Rafians who do you think he's playing? Alfred. Alfred. He's playing Alfred. So I'm excited about the prospect of Voldemort to play. <laughs> <laughs> Voldemort who's also M now playing alfred uh, yeah like yeah. how does that work right so mm. i i think it's just in i mean i'm sure that he'll bring his a game as alfred haha a game as alfred to you know the table but um just just like a testament to this guy who's even been in one of my favorite books that was converted into a movie english patient of course so look at the versatility of this guy yeah okay sai uh, what 2017 pop culture items are you looking forward to if i can call that something that anurag kashyap in it i'm sure no i'm going to pick something that's fairly mainstream and something that's excited a lot of people which is the third installment in the wolverine series which is mm-hmm. called logan uh, which is supposed to be the last time hugh jackman will play this character uh, yeah exactly i mean yeah. i think uh, he's played i mean i was shocked when i heard the statistic that he's played this role for 17 years mm-hmm. i mean in some way level i think in the future people will probably wow. look at him like Christopher Reeve was for Superman uh-huh. that for 17 years you played this role across different franchise or different uh, series and so on so this movie i think the trailer has been out for last a uh, month or so and it's excited a lot of people because for the first time you see uh, a non superhero look and feel to true, a true. superhero movie yep. right I th- uh, for the first time it looks like they will actually explore uh, A superhero's character. real yeah. feelings i mean it's not just mm-hmm. fake empty pains so yeah. there's this thing called uh, pixarification that danny boyle had coined <laughs> many years ago where he said that since star wars and since pixar movies you see a lot of empty violence you know you see cars flying up buildings mm-hmm. being blown up but it's not hey, real violence no, nobody's rohit dying. chetty says hi exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly rohit chetty, chetty, chetty says hi yeah. 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 rohit chetty is a pixar of india yeah. Yeah. pink I, contest is exploding no. yeah. And, and you know what like, like for example Wally I think is just like stabbing himself right now. <laughs> yeah. No so for Man of Steel had that criticism that like half the city is destroyed but there are no people dead. Mm-hmm. So they really subverted that terribly in Batman vs Superman. So like hey yeah, let's yeah. fight in this island that no one lives so that no one dis- <laughs> oh let's fight in this abandoned warehouse that and you know they were just trying to you know subvert that whole exactly. sort of empty Exactly. Also even feelings right so yeah. even emotions so while Dark Knight obviously Christopher Nolan being Christopher Nolan uh, has explored some bit of 
what real pain means to a superhero and so on. But this movie looks like it might explore that a little bit more. Uh, from what I have read and what from uh, is shown in the trailer, it looks like Wolverine's uh, healing power is sort of diminishing. Diminishing. Mm -hmm. So he Becoming does feel pain. Mm -hmm. uh, he does drink a lot of alcohol to sort of uh, succumb that pain. Yeah. So the point I was making with the Pixarification was that uh, we hope in the future comic book movies will come to an end. This whole craze around comic book movies, or at least that they'll evolve, right? I I, I don't even know if I want to say come to an end, like but evolve or at least not have the same so stereotypes. I'm coming to that. Yeah. So I'm saying if it's evolving or if it eventually so westerns died, right? Science fiction movies at one one point in time sort of died its own death, and the real life implication of what superheroes in our world would look like with mm. them being demigods or actually being gods is where it would sort of end. And again, taking back, uh, going back to the Dark Knight trilogy and the way Dark Knight trilogy ended is where I hope that comic book movies would go to. That Logan, if it succeeds, will become that sort of a template for a movie where you could actually explore superhero movies without being... Yeah. Superheroes, yeah, without being cool Shadow. guys in mm. suits who are doing cool things. Yeah, right? you know what? Call me cynical, but I'm happen. kind of scared of it going the other way because if Logan, if Logan succeeds and Logan does a good job, mm -hmm. it then becomes the next template for ten more. And but then that's what is two happening. Will work. Deadpool also right yeah, now, right? Two will work, three will work, and then the next seven are just cringeworthy, yeah. right? They're yeah. like as good or as bad as Mithun movies, but even Lego Batman movie falls in the same template of De which Deadpool is thing. Deadpool, yeah. exactly. Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy yeah. and like oh, so it's like anti-hero, <laughs> anti-hero, slightly R-rated jokes, yeah. offbeat, uh, offbeat sort of, yeah. has a has a sense of music, so has some yeah. edge to his personality, edge, edge to it, yeah. which is. But then I think that at least this is some step forward in that you are exploring something new, a whole new dimension. Mm -hmm. And I think it may not work also because it's not commercially viable. Like, yep. you know, yeah, possibly. People go possibly. there for spectacle. People go there mm -hmm. for, you know, you want yeah, Transformers. Yeah. You not, want not like, for Wolverine you know, talking about his feelings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, like, you Mike want to, you want to watch yeah. the Avengers for like 20 seconds of Hulk beating Loki up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like Everything else is incident. Yeah. So, uh, there are two, three things about this movie that I would like to talk about and why I'm hopeful about this movie. Mm -hmm. Is that one, it's based on a comic book called Old Man Logan mm -hmm. uh, by this guy called Mark Miller. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Mark Miller was a guy also, I mean, he's a very famous guy in the comic book industry. But he's specifically famous for having written movie, uh, books like Kick-Ass, which oh. is also made into a movie, right? Yeah. Right? Uh, and that book, unfortunately, won't be adapted into the movie because of some copyright issues between the whole X-Men franchise versus Avengers franchise. So it's in a world which is in the future where uh, Logan refuses to be the superhero. And that is sort of the basis for this movie. The director of this movie is James Mangold. And he has promised that this movie would look and feel completely different from any other superhero movie that he's uh, that you have seen in the past. Mm. And, that's and it's so far, I mean, going by the trailer itself, it's shot like a drama. It's shot yeah. exactly yeah. like a yeah. drama. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's like, it's like watching a Matthew McConaughey <laughs> movie or something. Hey, thank, uh, thank you so much, Sai. I'm yeah. really looking forward to Logan, I must admit. It looks like a really kick-ass comic book movie. Let's but it looks hey, like a really... MC, thank you for coming on stage. Now we invite up on the stage so the next speaker. Next speaker. Okay, Suraj, what are you looking forward to in 2017? Okay, so there are two things that I actually am looking forward to. And I'll talk specifically about a couple of things. But I think big picture and something that Amulya also alluded to earlier is... On the movie front, next year seems to be the year of sequel slash reboot slash remake slash prequel. Slash live action slash, slash season two slash No, no it's, it's just basically picking up old content and just going there, right? So you have 
if you look at the list of movies that's due to come out next year there's a whole bunch of them mm-hmm. what i'm really excited about and also really scared about is the blade runner reboot with harrison no. ford <laughs> i mean yeah there's a part of me when i heard i was just like no you cannot do this but you <laughs> never know please be solo <laughs> yeah it might just be it might just be interesting it I have high hopes for it because Dennis Villeneuve is directing it and Dennis his, his movies are God, brilliant yes. yeah. yeah precisely yeah. so i mean if you Guys, if you i don't know who this is what i don't know the man who directed sicario, sicario arrival, and the arrival this enemy, year enemy and prisoners incendies yeah. and maelstrom tremendous filmmaker i, I think he yeah. is i mean the future I, obviously amulya knows about him but what is interesting just to riffing off from what you just said Blade Runner 2049 is written by a guy called Michael Green who's also writing Logan. Logan. Yeah. Yes. Are wah. It is the year of fanboy jizz. Kitni choti duniya hai. Like what a small world. But if you look at Blade Runner and Blade Runner in 1982 with Ridley Scott and mm-hmm. all of that. And Ridley Scott by the way is making Alien Covenant. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so tired Which of Alien prequel. movies. Please yeah. stop. There aren't stop. that many actually. Really? Yeah, there aren't too many. Compared to Planet of the Apes and Yeah, compared to like Dawn of the, the Return of the uh, Extinct of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I think what I'm also looking forward to is that I know that Harrison Ford will do a half decent job. of whatever wow. he is doing. Yeah, like, given what he did side. in the Star Wars movie. Yeah, well, but so but so I think he was very honest about the Star Wars movie also. I I don't know if you watched the Jimmy Fallon interview where he asked him did you get nostalgic when you put on the Han Solo suit <laughs> and he says no I got paid. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean he's been a little more into about Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. So um interesting times because i think with Dennis Villeneuve you can expect something different so i think that's one of the things the other movie that i'm really really looking forward to is one of the things that people have touched and abandoned and said can't be filmed which is finally happening mm. which is Stephen King's uh, Dark Tower <gasps> series wow oh, yeah, yeah. and they have Idris Elba signed up so <laughs> yeah so take yeah. my money now <laughs> so so i think the problem with also the dark tower is that seven eight books very dark themes little all over the place in terms of in terms of in terms of content it's a very it's very uneven like it doesn't mm-hmm. have a mm-hmm. narrative tone to it. it it kind of goes a little bit here and there which is typical I Stephen have King I have read Dark Tower can you give me a synopsis of it yeah so it's basically it's basically fantasy so it's how, how do i put this it's like if harry potter was a murderous psychopath <laughs> and he had an edge to him there's yeah. no school though there's no oh. school but mm-hmm. that's no, i mean it, it's it's kind of a dark it's it's a very dark thing set in a very fantasy futuristic kind of thing so you have a guy called a man with no name this is like small clint eastwood so homage is, in there this is this is like oh. voldemort reference is what he's going yeah, yeah so there's, there's like a little clint eastwood reference in there and basically dark stuff i think stephen king is one of those guys who also he's difficult to bring to the screen but yeah, when you bring him to the screen yeah he does not write for screen he, he does not yeah. i mean he consciously doesn't write for screen yeah it's it's like even if you look at carry and all the remakes of carry that you've there've been two no Yeah, yeah. There, is, there is there is I think almost everything Stephen King's written people have bravely gone and tried and tried adapted and it. Yeah. And I think only the only Green Mile has been the one that has been Shine Shawshank Redemption. Shine of course, Shining. yeah. Shining. No, which is which is where I was coming to. I think I think the results there is no middle ground as far as adapting Stephen King to screen is concerned. It's either fantastic or abysmal. It's one of the two. Yeah, so yeah, I think in my experience it is very binary, which is why I'm kind of excited. I think uh, the kind of firepower that the cast brings Actually, I mean, any I, anything with the Drizelle by in it, so. 
it, well, it depends on whether they've been faithful to the story and how you tell it, or they just base the story on it and then build from there. Yeah, I, like I said, I think they're they're being equally mysterious and secretive about it. But I think the plan is to get the first book into mm. a movie and then kind of gauge where it goes. Mm. So, which is still preferable to doing what Marvel does, which is basically like dumping everything they have onto a screen somewhere. And then like you know, like it's a sponge, and then you need chodify it. Like, mm. mm. or oh, what Peter Jackson did, like convert like a tiny hundred page book into book like, into like three movies, long yeah, ass yeah. movies. Yeah. <laughs> like how how does that happen, man? God, that movie sucked. Yeah, I did even like I'm like get lost. <laughs> yeah, so and I think that's that's pretty much it on By the, the movies. By the way, we right? were talking about the Hobbit. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just so you know. Yes, of course. The Desolation of Smog, also <laughs> an apt subtitle for Life and Good Gone. But anyway. <laughs> 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 yeah. But guys, like because we're talking about TV series, I have to make a mention of this. Attack on Titan is coming back. So Attack on Titan yeah, has been the most anticipated season two for the longest fucking time. And finally, they just like this month, actually December, they okay. dropped a little trailer that's saying that in April 2017, we're going to see season Ooh. two. And this it doesn't matter if you read the manga, you have mm-hmm. to watch the anime. Like, I'm so super excited. Do you guys even know about the premise in general? Do you want me to take no. you through it? Yes. So um, the funda is uh, <laughs> humanity's come down to its last few people. And mm-hmm. by few, I don't mean like within a handful or whatever. But then, yeah, like these mm-hmm. tribes... And uh, they live in this walled kind of place. And outside, there are these giant humanoids that feed on humans. Uh, it's the last bastion. And these guys are trying to hold up fort and, mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of fend for themselves and blah. Okay. And they are still on the verge of understanding their predator. So they find out things like, okay, so in the previous season, they found out things that these guys don't necessarily kill for sustenance. They can mm-hmm. also kill for pleasure or with strategy in mind. Okay. And then they discover that there are people who are mutated, actually. There's this one mutant that rises from them who happens to be half humanoid and half human. Mm. Oh. Yeah, so that the titan is that. The titan is the humanoid mm. and he feeds on people. He, she, it, whatever. Agentered. <laughs> <laughs> So um, this guy, he's on the good side. Everybody else is on the bad side. Mm-hmm. They're tra- trying to figure out the ethics of it. It's very, very interesting. And it's classic Japanese stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's dark. The first episode mm-hmm. of the season one yeah. begins with the hero's mother being eaten. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. So th- I, I'm not kidding you. It is dark. Okay. So, But it's, go- it's dark. It's great. It's like set in such a bleak fucking universe. Mm-hmm. It's post-apocalyptic. It's like the road meets, I don't know, like, uh, what's his face? <laughs> like Quentin Star Tarantino Wars. or something. Mm-hmm. The road meets Star Wars meets Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, actually, yeah. It has a saga-esque thing to it. So, yeah. So, it's pretty awesome. You have to watch it. Have to, have to, have to. Put it on your list. Okay, so I'll start off with a quiz question that segues into what I'm looking forward in 2017. There's a 19-year-old actor named Finn Whitehead, spelled F-I-O-N-N, Whitehead. And his only acting experience so far is a three-episode British miniseries called Him. It's about a kid who has telekinetic abilities and that sort of thing. But he's he's bound to be in the news in July 2017 at least, or at least in the lead-up to July 2017. Why... Who, what? Any other superhero movie? Not a superhero movie. Dunkirk, is it? Yes, Dunkirk is correct. So, oddly enough, uh, Christopher Nolan has chosen a relative unknown in the lead in Dunkirk. right? Oh, he uh, plays the lead? Yeah, he plays the lead. Okay. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Dunkirk is Christopher Nolan's next movie and that's what I'm going to be speaking about. That's what I'm really looking forward to in 2017. It has a really impressive cast of people like Kenneth Branagh, 
Tom Hardy, Cillian Murphy, Mark Rylance and Harry Styles for some reason. But Christopher Nolan has chosen a relative unknown for this movie which is based on the Dunkirk evacuation which was the evacuation of allied soldiers from Dunkirk France during World War 2. Yeah, so that that kind of segues neatly into what I'm looking forward to in 2017 which is Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. So I must admit I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan. Mm. And uh, plus one uh, who yeah, is plus one? Mm. I know I know it's very mainstream <laughs> to say yeah you know Christopher Nolan rocks bro so, so why are we like why yeah. oh your hipster cred no. is like okay I'm more hipster than you because I watched the movie called The Following please I watched so, so have I <laughs> have you seen it <laughs> yeah it it'll be really interesting to see how he handles a straight up war film yeah. there's not going to be any heavy exposition or you know exp- like a very convoluted plot with like a twist it's it's a fairly sort of straightforward film and, and he has to commit to facts yeah has to come into facts exactly so no yeah it's so there's no cop out you can't just like yeah. randomly have an earthquake oh everybody died yeah. over uh, so one thing w- which is interesting that a lot of articles have actually popped up because when christopher nolan announced he was doing a war film mm-hmm. um, as you know a lot of his films are critically acclaimed and you know uh, make a lot of money so a lot of directors have compared him compared him with kubrick mm-hmm. right because kubrick I mean, made a wide variety of films. I mean, Kubrick, um, you know, tackled sci-fi, dark comedies, period pieces, noir, erotic thrillers, and of course, did the war film. He did um, Paths of Glory, Paths of Glory, and um, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket, yeah. right? And uh, Nolan also has tackled a reasonable variety of movies. I mean, he's he's done like a superhero trilogy. He's done thrillers. He's done sci-fi. So it'll be really interesting to see how he handles the war film. And so I think one of the things that is likely to happen to people when they watch the movie is in their head they're going to be like Saving Private Ryan comparison, Saving yeah. Private Possibly. Ryan comparison, uh, Saving Private true. Ryan comparison. True. Because I think after Spielberg, I think if there's one person who's you know kind of picked up that mantle, it's over the last decade or so, it's Nolan. Mm. And therefore, when Spielberg decided to do a war movie, it wasn't his first, but he did Empire of the Sun with yeah. young Christian Bale. Bale in it. Yeah. So they added trivia. But I think when Spielberg did saving private ryan i think people went in with a lot of expectation didn't come out disappointed i think mm-hmm. nolan's probably going to have to carry that baggage of comparison there rather more more spielberg than kubrick i think maybe to go back well, to yeah, what that's yeah, yeah that's correct that's no, correct yeah i think kubrick is somewhat a little more versatile also mm-hmm. in the sense if you look at all of nolan's movies they mm-hmm. do have that darkness they do i mean in the sense of like yeah. how it's art directed how mm-hmm. it's how it's visualized there's mm-hmm. a certain I'm being serious kind of aesthetic mm-hmm. which Kubrick he handles and then moves out of also so see I think mm-hmm. that's partly expectation setting though I think with Kubrick or with Spielberg they have a different cast every time I think Nolan is one of those people who will repeat a lot of cast members so you will see a lot of familiar faces mm. that contributes to that preconceived thing of you know this guy is going to be a certain way I don't know it might just surprise you I think the main reason I'm looking forward to this and here's where the Spielberg comparison holds is I think Nolan makes good films that make money Right. Um, so I I just pulled out a fact. So in 2010 and 2014, there were only two movies in the top 10 highest-grossing movies that wasn't a sequel, animated, or based on a prior work, and that was Inception and Interstellar, mm. right? And I I think hopefully Dunkirk is a good movie and makes a lot of money, and uh, it's a very sort of Spielbergian trait, right? Where you make like an out-and-out commercial movie like a Jaws or a Jurassic Park or whatever. Uh, and it's still really really good cinema it it you know it ex- it excites the spectacle but there's also you know it's thinking the themes and yeah and yeah. i think i think one of the things that i'm looking forward to as a nolan mm-hmm. fan is also his choice of topic is very nolan it's a, mm-hmm. it's a very offbeat thing mm-hmm. i think when yeah. people make movies about the second world war they tend to focus on 
Jews. Things that happened. Things, no, things that happened in Europe, or they tend to focus on things that happened in the Asian theater. Mm-hmm. I think nobody really talks about Dunkirk all that much. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, this is probably the first big screen adaptation that will focus yeah. heavily on this. On Whereas, possibly, yeah. if mm-hmm. you go back to your World War Two and look at like Guadalcanal and Iwo Jima, there'll be like ten movies yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you look at Pearl hey, Harbor. Clint Eastwood made two movies. Clint Eastwood <laughs> made two movies on that. Yeah, so, if you look at Pearl Harbor, there'll be a bunch of movies on them. If you look at the war in Europe, there are a lot of movies on them, but. I don't think anybody's ever tackled Dunkirk before. And again, I think the Nolan stamp on it is that Dunkirk isn't exactly a victory. It's a retreat in shame yeah. Yeah. Mm. from a historic Fourth standpoint. Spoiler. Fourth spoiler. Fourth spoiler. Fourth spoiler. <laughs> it already happened 70 years ago, so I don't think there's too much to add. But <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's not one of those glorious happy ending movies. It's so more it, it, people slinking back because things got screwed up the first time. So, mm-hmm. In fact, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Vincent Churchill actually said that about Dunkirk, right? He said that uh, evacuating all these people is not a sign of victory. It's actually yeah, it's actually a sign of defeat. defeat. Yeah. 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 So. The other thing with Nolan is that uh, I remember reading that apparently his ability to convince the studios to invest so much money is purely based on his personal storytelling. I mean, he sits mm-hmm. in a room with them, explains to them what his vision for the movie is, mm-hmm. and that's how he's able to get so much money. Because if you see Inception, Interstellar, I mean, it requires yeah. humongous amount of investment behind it. Right. In, uh, interesting that you brought that up because, uh, so I read this one thing about Interstellar, mm-hmm. of how he briefed Hans Zimmer for the soundtrack. I don't know if you've heard this anecdote no. before. So, uh, fantastic story, actually. So, uh, he just walks up to Hans Zimmer one day and he says, I want you to work on my next film. He's like, Ab kya so what do you want? And he's like, I'll send you a brief. And okay. he's like, don't make it too long. Just like keep it like short, sweet, whatever. So he literally keeps it short and sweet. And he sends him half a paragraph. And he says, imagine that tomorrow you will never see your son. I mean, tomorrow onwards, you won't see your son ever again after tomorrow. Wow. So write a track for mm-hmm. that. And that's where the main theme of Interstellar comes from. So I'm like, that's that awesome. is such a that's PR so awesome. story yeah. also, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, but then when you said that he yeah. wows people, mm-hmm. I think... You're right that he's done this homework with this cast and crew before, so he works with the so same guys. There's another similar thing. So I think before he started shooting The Dark Knight, he basically did a four-day workshop for the cast uh. where he showed them 15 movies. Uh. Okay, And they ranged from like Stalag 16 17. to Stalag 17 to M to one of the earlier, campier Michael Keaton Batman movies. But he basically made them watch 16 movies and he said... What I want the Dark Knight to be in look and tone is all of these movies brought together. Brought together, wow. So, okay. mm-hmm. so I think he, he does his homework. It's, it's and, that. and he expects people to do their homework as well. So. so it's like, you know, when you compare a commercial success like him to a commercial success back home, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not saying that he's... Of course, I mean, there's so much more to look forward to in his work also because you can actually dig deeper. Like if you take Interstellar, sure, at the face of it, it's just a simple regular drama just yeah. set in a different, you know, context. But... There, there was so much shagging that <laughs> went happen. Here's <laughs> uh, what it is. Love, love, love yeah. fifth dimension. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think there is rewards like that also, which always happen. Same with even prestige, right? It was so fucking rewarding at yeah. the end of it. So yeah. even the even the intellectual who like looks at looks down and says this is not art house, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, ah, excuse me, yeah. okay, some brain work has occurred. And even you know people who are more inclined to more <laughs> sort of stuff yeah. also have jollies. So, yeah, I think uh, mm-hmm. Dunkirk will especially mm-hmm. be like in the sort of territory. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, the history buff will also go like, whoa, he's actually mentioned that, dude. Yeah. It might happen. It might happen. And and one thing I think he does well is there's at least one... So he always chooses, I mean, from a technical point of view to shoot on film and shoot only like few scenes with IMAX cameras. And um, for our generation, we can never experience 
seeing the death star for the first time in a theater because we would have watched it on tv or something yeah. right uh, but you, if you speak to a lot of slightly older people they're like oh my god that it just changed my life but there are scenes like for instance when i saw in inception when the road folds over for the first time oh. it completely blew my mind right yeah. even though i was like you're like a slightly cynical movie viewer and you're like okay whatever i've seen all the cgi it did or for instance in interstellar when the wave hits you can see this massive ass yeah. wave yeah. it actually like you are it's a spectacle yeah. right and that the teaser for dunkirk i think proved that there will be some sort of spectacle where it's only a sound it's a single note of an approaching plane or helicopter like a large thing all the faces yeah, look up yeah and the faces just look up and there's horror in their face and the trailer cuts right it just gives you goosebumps and that's what you need in a yeah. teaser and that's what i want to see in the movie And that brings us to an end of the first episode of Pop Gear. Hope you liked this episode because we certainly had a blast recording it. We'd love to hear from you. Do write to us at popgearpodcast@gmail.com or tweet to us at popgearpodcast. That's podcast with a d. Keep on pop culturing. <laughs>